Hey, everybody, this is Jeremy Holm from The Ranger, and you're listening to Three Guys About Horror. Enjoy. At Caslon, we believe that happiness is about more than entertainment. It's about being known, understood, loved. Introducing your new best friend. People, let me tell you about my best friend. three guys at horror you just heard the trailer for child's play which is currently in theaters not doing great so go out to the theater and check it out give them money so we can get more horror in the theater uh we're going to talk about email shortly but we're uh joined by our first repeat guest steve from flipping the nerd he's an awesome guy he's been listening for us for a while he has an awesome youtube channel uh, so flipping the nerd check him out online steve what's up uh not too much man it, it's an honor really i've been love listening to your show so very happy to be back and uh you know, talk some more. Hell yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about what number or what movie you were on for us. Uh, I, I was on episode 10 and we did Cemetery Man. Yes. Uh, and I was one. and I was going to say it's actually one of our, and it's not Steve's fault, I just think the movie was not maybe one people were too familiar with, but it's one of our um, worst performing episodes we've ever done. Well, that's reassuring to Steve. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like I said, it's, it's not Steve's fault, but just for some reason, people weren't attached to that one and weren't, didn't want to listen to that one, I guess. So no, fuck that, you guys. That movie <laughs> never really comes up in conversations, though, to be honest. No, it really doesn't. I mean, it's got it's so like wacky. It's That's a good one. It is a good one. Yeah, it really is. It's too bad because it's an awesome film. And I hadn't seen it before I did yes. the episode, and I'm very happy I did because it's, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I stand by that. It's got one of the best movie wrecks of all time. Who even picked that one? Was it? It was you? probably me. Yeah, except yeah. the poster and everything. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, go back and listen to that one. Get get up the listens on that one. Steve was a great guest on that one as well. Yep. All right, Steve. We're gonna throw some softballs at you here to get started. Awesome. Um, I want to know what horror movie turns you to being a horror movie fan. Like, I think all of us like watched a couple and we're like, cool. But then there was that one, like for me, Dawn of the Dead, which I might be yours too because I know you love that movie too. That movie like sent me to the dark side. Yeah. So, what was yours? Uh, Dawn of the Dead is definitely one of the first ones that got me into horror, and it's easily my favorite today. But the one that that really got me into horror is actually Tom Sabini's Night of the Living Dead. Um, I remember my dad putting it in, and I was watching it, and the house in the movie looked a lot like my grandparents' house, which also had a cemetery nearby, and it just freaked the hell out of me. And I, when I get freaked out by something, at first I'm scared, and then I'm, I really want to know more about it. So I watched it again, and then I fell in love with it. And that got me into really into horror. And I started watching horror movies with my dad, which led to Dawn of the Dead. And then I ju- it just blew up from there. So, yeah, Night of the Living Dead, for sure. Yeah, that's one of the best remakes, period, and still stands up. Definitely. What kind of softball you got for him? Softball from... 
For me? Yep. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, YouTube channel, Steve? Um, I know you've been doing it for quite a while, so tell us how you got into that and uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. so the channel is Flipping the Nerd, and it started off, it was just a video game channel that I did with one of my buddies, and we did that for like a year or two, and then he just didn't have interest in it anymore. So when he left, I decided to really do kind of my own thing, and my uh, my wife's also a big horror fan, and I got her a horror box for uh, Christmas, and she got me also a horror box for Christmas, So, but we didn't know, and she's like, why don't you unbox it? I'm like, sure, I guess people could watch that. And I started unboxing, you know, boxes over and over, and then it just grew from there. And now I'm doing top tens every week uh, just because I enjoy it. I know it needs another top ten, but I, I love doing it. I love the conversations that it spurs with people. And I do a lot of stuff with around Halloween and Christmas. I'm really big into Halloween Horror Nights, so I show that off. Uh, I do a big uh, Halloween display in my house, so kind of show that kind of stuff off and i just basically do what i want yeah, with I uh, there's a lot of horror uh but it's not all horror it's anything that's geek yeah i was gonna mention your halloween town those little miniatures are freaking badass yeah it's funny how like i started that four years ago and it was just on basically my hall table and in four years now i'm gonna need three tables this year because it's getting so big and it takes up an entire room in my house so that is just something i really like doing do you uh, do you guys get a lot of trick or treaters up in Canada? Uh, I do at my house because my house is getting that reputation where people like kind of talk to each other and know uh, that the it's creepy the house. house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm definitely known as a creepy house, and my neighbors are a little afraid of me because I got some really weird shit. But um, yeah, you know, I, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but I can just imagine when you got your casket, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, the neighbors looking at you like you're freaking fright night. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you guys want to hear the the story behind that? Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm going to put it... Yeah, so uh, I was at Halloween Horror Nights last year, uh, actually at the event, like, waiting for a house, and I get a text uh, that's from someone here in Canada that says, uh, someone I know is selling a coffin. Would you be interested in that? And being a big Halloween display guy, I'm like, well, of course, I'd be interested in that. But I never thought for a second it would be a real coffin. I just thought it was a cool-looking coffin, like a realistic-looking one. So I get back to Canada, and I contact this person. She she shows me pictures, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll take it. And the day before I go to pick it up, I'm starting to think to myself, like, it really looks real. It's it's a little too real to not, to be a fake. So I ask her about it, and she's like, oh, yeah, sure, it's a real one. I'm a mortician. Uh, I had an extra one, so that's what I'm selling. I'm like, okay, that's cool. It makes sense. I'm assuming um, funeral homes have extra coffins. You know, they go out of out of stock in certain models and stuff like that. So I'm like, whatever. It's, it's cool to have a real coffin. So I get there, and she's like, well, it's only slightly used. So I'm like, what do you mean it's slightly used? Uh, she says, oh, yeah, there was a deceased person in it for like a few days because it turns out it's a shipping coffin that they shipped an old lady from Germany to Canada. And after she was, after she was in Canada, they kind of took her and all the stuffing out and put her into something else. And they had this coffin left over. She thought it was cool. She brought it home. Uh, she used it as a beer cooler. Um, so that's what she used it for. And she just didn't have room for it anymore. So I picked it up. I actually put it in my car. Drove it to staying half an hour with people looking at me really, really weird. Uh, put it in my Halloween display. It looked awesome. But because it's a maple coffin and we get super crazy winters here in Canada, I was a little bit afraid that it would work or damage somehow in my garage. 
So I actually have to bring it in the house. And what do you do with a coffin in the house? I didn't know. Sleep in uh, it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so I actually put it, it's actually my coffee table in my basement. Like I have a, kind of a geek themed basement and I'm using it as a coffee table. And it works really well. I put my gaming stuff inside of it, and I put my controllers on top of it, and it works super well. That's that's freaking next level. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I don't, awesome. honestly, I honestly don't think I could do that. I feel like if any creak I heard would be like, the old lady from Germany is coming back to get me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll send you guys a picture of what it looks like, uh, and you'll get to see kind of what you're de- what I'm dealing with here. And it is it was freaky for a few days there at the beginning. I felt like just an une- it was just uneasy to have in my house, but eventually you get used to it, and now it's just a piece of furniture, really. I, I, I don't really think twice about it. Your wife's going to wake up like speaking German one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, well, cool, man. We're happy to have you on. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, let's get into the show. Uh, we got any messages, Joe? Uh, yeah, so no emails this week, guys, but you can email us in, horror at gmail.com. But let's get over to the social medias. Um, just search Three Guys at Horror, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can find us anywhere. And, yeah, the day we record, I just post up, and you can leave your questions on there as well. So, you know, there's plenty of ways to do it, nice, easy stuff. So, all right, let's go right – let's get right into it. We'll head over to our Instagram here. Um, we have quite a few Chucky – questions tonight um obviously we will save those for after our review but um all right this first one come to us from at video mortuary on instagram and they want to know um uh being a diehard fan of the devil's rejects what do you guys think of the three from hell trailer uh, me and todd just reviewed this i think it was was it last week or a couple of weeks ago todd but um why don't we hear uh why don't we hear steve's thoughts on it uh, I, I like this series a lot. I love House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, and I was really psyched to hear that they were making uh, this movie. The trailer didn't do it for me, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what it is, but I'm suddenly not that excited about it. Uh, I'll see it, of course, but I don't know. I, I don't like the direction that they're kind of taking with it. Uh, I don't know what to expect from this movie, to be honest, because of how Devil's Reject ended, so... I'd like to see another trailer. Uh, usually I don't like to be spoiled too much, but this one I think I want to see another trailer again me hyped up for it. Yeah, this was a real disservice, I thought, especially to the fans. It was kind of a slap in the face, I thought, um, the way Zombie did this. Um, you know, it was no new footage really at all, mainly all stock footage from the other movies. So, yeah, I don't blame anyone for being pissed off or not excited now. And, I mean, we kind of, you know, talked about this when we reviewed it, but... uh yeah, real shitty, and I mean, I hope he does come out with another trailer, and if he doesn't, then, uh, yeah, well, fuck him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm where, I'm there with you guys. It's a lot more questions than answers at this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, Alright, um, the other, um, so the other question was Child's Play related, but um, the last one for Video Mortuary, they just wanted to say that they watched Boar on Shutter recently with Bill Mosley, uh, and they said it was a pretty fun creature flick. Well, stay tuned, because I believe next episode we are going to be reviewing Boar and are going to have the director, uh, Chris Sun, on. So uh, it was a great interview. and uh, Yeah, you guys yeah, will like that definitely. one. He's really fun. Yeah. yeah, real fun. And he's from Australia, so he's got that really fun, cool Australian accent too. So, yep. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, all right, let's go over to our Facebook here. Um, three guys at horror on Facebook. Uh, first question comes to us from Horror with Sir Sturdy. 
Uh, cool podcast. Go and check him out, guys. Um, but he wanted to know, will you guys be doing the trivia drinking game anymore on the podcast? Um, yeah, we've taken a, take a few weeks off um, while we were transitioning, obviously. But it's coming back tonight. So Steve will be our guest um, trivia master tonight. And um, once we get a um, our full permanent replacement... Um, we will um, continue on with the scoring and all that, so it, it's coming. So, all right, next question. Uh, this one comes to us from David Hart, and he said, "With mostly everything being remade, what horror movie between 1998 and 2000? Pretty, pretty specific here. Um, would you remake into a Netflix series?" He said, "I would do a 12-episode series on Hollow Man and cast Willem Dafoe." As um, the lead, the lead role. He he said ninety eight to two thousand two years. Two thousand two. Oh, that's, that's a, a, I don't even know what's in that year. Yeah. I'm gonna have I to know, look at my phone here. Um, extremely, extremely specific. But so let's just say within the last twenty years, just so we don't have enough fucking find exact ones here. Um, I'm googling it, player. <laughs> See what we got here. Oh, okay. Well, you got Blair Witch in there, dude. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, what is that? Yeah, 99, yeah. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I'd be, you know I'd be down for a Blair Witch TV series. Hell, yeah. You know what? Uh, Resident Evil's in that time frame. The And those movies, I mean, they're they're okay for, like, you know, turn your brain off. But I would have, like, always wanted a true adaptation of Resident Evil because they can be super scary, bloody, and all that. Um, so, like, a miniseries on Netflix or something, that would be freaking cool. So, Resident Evil. Hell yeah. Steve, anything come to mind? Uh, first, Resident Evil is a great idea. I, I, I love the video games, and I'd love to see a real, real adaptation uh, of the video how games. Good is, to what we got. How good is the remake from Part 2, man? Oh, oh yeah. So good. Oh, so, so good, yeah. Uh, as for me, uh, I, 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 I saw this question, so I kind of prepared for it, and I went two of them in ni- between 90 and 2002. One of them would be Disturbing Behaviors. I think if we oh. put more of a horror twist to it, and you had kind of a cast. It starts off as a regular kind of high school movie, but then people start turning like one by one, and you don't know who's going to turn every episode. I think you could have a really cool kind of Netflix show based around that. And the other one is Stigmata. I really loved the Exorcist TV show, which unfortunately they canceled after two seasons. I really like kind of religious uh, possession slash ghost slash demon movies. So Stigmata, I think, would make for a really cool scary Netflix film uh, or TV series. Hell yeah, man, Stigmata, when I saw that in theaters, I was pretty young. I mean, what, when did it come out? 2000, maybe? Yeah, around there. Okay, so I was like 13 or whatever. That movie scared the fuck out of me when uh, I saw that in theaters. And, man, it was... And uh, Disturbed Behavior too. also, that movie is like super underrated, I think. I haven't seen it in a while, but... That's one. That's like a real fun uh, watch. One that I definitely need to watch again. And you got Katie Holmes in it. And she was pretty hot back then. Yeah, and great, great soundtrack too. So it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely an underrated film, I think. Awesome. Um, I mean, as for me, I, I mean, I can't. I, I guess I'll just go with Blair Witch Project. Obviously, um, I would love, and I've said it. I've probably said it on the show before, but I would love a backstory like on the Blair Witch. Um, you know, in like colonial times or whenever she was alive, I guess, kind of on the idea, I guess, of the movie The Witch, but um, just like a complete backstory on the Blair Witch and, you know, how, you know, she came about, you know, what 
she did when she was alive and you know how she came to become a witch and all that i think that would be really cool you might get your shot with the game maybe they'll do a little backstory for it yeah maybe we'll see um that one looks definitely interesting what you're a big gamer steve what do you think of that one yeah i was i was super like surprised that this was a thing <laughs> and um I, i'm still totally digging it it kind of looks like a game called alan wake which was an awesome game as well. It's got that kind of feel to it, and to put the Blair Witch, you know, uh, franchise on top of it, I think it could be really, really fun. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Just so random that they decided to do a Blair Witch game after all these years. But hey, I'm not complaining. Uh, all right, next one comes to us from Daryl Hook, and he wants, and he says, uh, as much as I love Wishmaster, I feel it hasn't aged very well. Do you think a remake would do it justice, and who would you cast as the Jin? Um, yes, and I'm not sure who I would cast. Um, I think that guy is pretty perfect for that role. Yeah, he was. I can't even remember his name, but <laughs> yeah, I forget it too. Um, uh, I haven't seen Wishmaster in a while, but I'm sure it hasn't aged well. I mean, it was what early mid '90s. Well, one and two, I really, like I really like. They're they're pretty good still, but three was just poopy. Yeah, but, yeah. Not sure yeah, who I cast. I'd be down for a remake. As far as uh, casting, I'm gonna go with uh, Will Smith since he just played a genie. So, let's... <laughs> hey man, you want some wishes? <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, who you got, Steve? Uh, I, I like to see you know we're bringing it into the uh, child's play thing. I'd love to see Mark Hamill do it. He could do great voices. Um, the way he plays the Joker is really cool. So I think uh, Mark Hamill would be a great choice. I am your buddy. <laughs> you'll be hearing that. Friend. You'll be here. You'll be hearing that one later. Did you? Um, did you okay. stay after the credits to hear him sing it creepily? I didn't actually. I I was out of there pretty quickly. I saw that there wasn't a uh, post credit scene, so yeah, I took off singing. right after the end. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, next one comes to us from Chris, and he said, uh, "If you guys could cast yourselves in any slasher film series." Which one would you pick, and how would you plan to survive? He says, I'd pick Friday the 13th and maybe just not go to camp. <laughs> well, that's cheating. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to do Friday the 13th as well. Uh, I'm going to go into part two, and I'm going to do what the skinny blonde hair counselor did and just go to the bar, stay there, and he was one of the only guys that didn't die. Okay. <laughs> <I'll do that. laughs> what do you get, Steve? Uh, I'm gonna go with Scream, and I'm gonna out horror trivia the uh, you know whoever is trying to attack me. Uh, they're real people in that one, so I feel like I can beat them. So that's what I'm gonna do. He's I'm like, gonna outsmart him with my horror trivia. He's like, "Damn it! Never mind, right. man." <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with I know what you did last summer, just because I feel like he's probably the easiest slasher to be defeated out of you know because there's no supernatural stuff going on there and I, he was like probably like the most underwhelming slasher reveal i can like think of like i remember when they like 
revealed who this who he was i was like who the fuck is this guy and we haven't seen him the whole movie and who gives a fuck about this guy you know um and he just he wasn't super scary looking so i I feel like i could take him it was i mean it was the dude they ran over or whatever but like you never saw him like the whole movie there was never like an inkling of like uh him in the background or Uh anything so it was just like really for some reason i thought it was freddie prince jr's dad or something i guess remember it wrong (laughs) No, I mean I think I'm correct. I believe it was the guy they hit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it wouldn't make would it be, probably wouldn't make sense otherwise. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, all right. I think that is it for um, Facebook. I actually I think we do have a couple on Twitter. So let's head over to our Twitter account at Three Guys That Horror on Twitter. Yeah, go give us some love on there. We just um, got that going. Eh, like a few weeks ago, so definitely give us more love over there. Um, all right, so this question comes to us from. Hold on, here I'm still pulling it up. <laughs> okay, we got it. Okay, one question uh, from at Jedi Mind twelve oh seven. Favorite found footage movie? Obviously, Blair Witch Project for me. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Yeah, same thing. I mean, it just... Because when I saw it, I thought it was real, right? The internet wasn't really much of a thing back then, and I'll never replicate that feeling of thinking the found footage is actually real. So, yeah, I'd have to say Blair Witch as well. Yeah, they, they had us all going. Um, trying to be different here. I really do like Blair Witch. Um, I'll just go with something recent uh, that I talked about. Um shoot the guy that directed ha- uh digging up tomorrow that was a really fun one. Oh yeah adam green yep yeah that was a really good one um and he also wanted to know what was your favorite short in the vhs film franchise favorite short um i like the one where the they really creepy with that girl and she's like an alien or something or like a monster yeah I think that was the first one in the very first movie. She was like a vampire, I something, think, or something. Yeah. yeah. They actually they made a full-length movie about it. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. I can't remember the name of it. I saw it. came out a year or two ago. That was, that was a, I need to revisit. I think, I think I've seen... There's three of them, right? Like, viral? Yeah, so there's VHS, VHS 2... Uh, um, I think there might be four, actually. I think there's three, and then I think Viral's the fourth, but I could be wrong. Viral wasn't very good. I think I've only seen parts one and two. I don't know, though. Yeah, there was one, I think it was the first VHS that I really liked, where, uh, like, the guy was, like, following him around, and, like, he would, he, you know, he had a case. It was, like, kind of shot found footage, and he would go in, and, uh, like, at night... And, like, would film, like, them sleeping and stuff like that. It was, yeah. it was really creepy. And then, like, then he ends up, like, killing them. It was pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, so cool. I'll go with that. I'll go, I'll go with that one. What do you got, Steve? I haven't seen that one, so I re- really can't say for this one. Oh, you never seen any of them? No. It, I, oh, shit. So that's, I'm writing it down because... Yeah, watch. It's a, it's a good, solid franchise. They're all shot, you know, found footage style, I believe, the majority of them. But, uh, yeah, there's... So it's a good one and two are both really good, and then it start the series starts to go downhill after that. But definitely recommend checking out one and two. Will do. Yeah, um, and then um, his uh, la- his other question was next con you will be at, and th- 
great question because I was actually going to talk about this on the show. Um, we actually do have a few cons coming up. The next one, um, we will be at... Um, I know I'll be there. I don't think Todd will be, but um, I will be at Terrificon, which is going to be at uh, Mohegan Sun in August. I can't remember the dates right now. Um, but we will be there with um, our podcast network, so they will have a table, so I will be at the table um, recording all weekend, promoting and stuff, so come by and drop by if you'll be at Terrificon. Um, horror-wise, uh, Tony Todd and Derek Mears will be there, but um, they're also doing a uh, Batman, original Batman movie reunion with uh, Billy D. Williams is going to be there and a couple of other people. So there's some other big comic stars there. Um, also, we have planned... Um, I'm pretty sure Todd's coming out to this one, Rock and Shock in October. We'll have a table at that one as well. Um, and then Connecticut Horror Fest in September. Um, don't know if we'll have a table for that one or not, but I will definitely be there for that one. Um, but table-wise, Terrificon in August, Rock and Shock in October, and we will be at Rhode Island Comic Con in November, and um, they've announced a lot of big guests so far. I can't remember who's there horror-wise, but uh, they just announced the whole cast of National Lampoon's Original Vacation is going to be there, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's tight. Uh, yeah, um, but uh, definitely those three cons, and uh, just follow us on social media. We'll keep you up to date on those. But uh, And I know Todd's got uh, a couple planned that just he'll be at. Yeah, uh, July 7th actually coming up, uh, Indianapolis. I'm only going for the Sunday. Uh, Days of the Dead, Indianapolis. Uh, they got William the Shat Shatner, Pamela Anderson, which I know all little boys had a little fun with. Uh, Edward Furlong, Bill Mosley, Kane, uh, C.J. Graham, a bunch of dudes from Scream. Uh, but I'm going for the Aliens uh, cast. There's not, you know, Sigourney Weaver's not going to be there. But I got Michael Bean, who's Corporal Hicks is my favorite, like, action slash horror character of all time. So I love that guy. So I'm going to meet him. Uh, a couple more from there. Newt from Aliens could be there, and a bunch of original It kids, so I'll probably get them too. So if you're over there on the 7th, I will be there. And then there's one called Scarefest in Louisville. Uh, I believe that's in August. I'm not committed to that because I'm waiting for them to announce one more guest from Dawn of the Dead who has gone to the con before, but I guess he's hasn't been doing cons lately for whatever reason. So I hope he goes down there, and I'll check that out too. Awesome. You got uh, you got any cons you're you're gonna be frequenting, Steve? Uh, I'll be at uh, Montreal Comic Con and Fan Expo Toronto uh, this summer. Unfortunately, there isn't much horror representation, so there's not much to say about that. But uh, if I will be at Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando in September, so that's probably where any horror fans would see me. Uh, sure. I usually actually wear your shirt, the uh, Joe's House of Horror shirt, when I go there. Nice. And I always carry pins on me, so I have all sorts of horror pins. So if you happen to see me, stop me, say hi, and I'll give you a pin. Awesome. Yeah, and we're working on getting uh, merch up. Like I said, uh, the refunds, uh, they're actually becoming on Friday. So probably sometime this weekend you should see uh, a refund um, in your account. And then we're working on getting new merch up we'll have pins shirts hats all that good stuff will be coming within the next couple of months so yeah, um thank sorry. you for being yeah sorry about that guys but uh thanks for being patient with us and we're uh we're working on it so it's it's coming and we got all the cons coming so we got a lot of fun exciting stuff coming up for you guys um all right so we have a couple more here um this one comes to us from patrick and he wanted to know what would happen if john kramer 
attempted to test Hannibal Lecter. I think it all determines that it's based on the circumstance, you know? Um, yeah. I'm going, you'd John. Probably, you'd probably outsmart him. I don't know. I, well, John's pretty smart, too, though, right? I mean, John Kramer, obviously, from the Saw series. Jigsaw. Um, for the for you fake fans who might which, not know, which which <laughs> uh, Darren Lynn Bowsman's returning to Saw man, so he's he's yes. a new one, which is fucking cool. I saw that. That's awesome. He did so. He did Saw two, three, and four, which were the the good ones. Out, you know. So yeah, Saw I'm definitely favorite. excited. Yeah, I'm excited. He's coming back. Uh, two or three. I you know I three gets a lot of hate, but I actually really liked part three. Um, I thought like one, two, and three were like the perfect trilogy, and then after that, it started going downhill. Four was I love eh, four whatever. and five, man. It, okay, I, I love them. Four, I, I wasn't as big on four. Um, five was just I thought it was terrible, but <laughs> maybe I'll need to revisit it. I'm like unapologetically uh, like a supporter of Saw to the end. I fucking yeah. love it. It's <laughs> I mean it, it's fun franchise, man. Absolutely. What was the question? Oh. uh... <laughs> I I think John's got this because he'll like lay like some kind of trap, you know, of course. And uh maybe Lecter's like hubris would like lead him into death, you know what I mean? So I think he's got this. Alright. <laughs> what about you, Steve? Uh yeah, I, I agree because I the thing with John is that once you know that you're already in the game by the time he's he's made his move. There's no like, you know, pre uh, Battle of the Wits. If you're in contact with John, you're already in a deadly game. And as smart as Hannibal Lecter is, I think uh, Jigsaw would end up, end up taking it for sure. Now, do you think Hannibal could get through Jigsaw's traps? Like if he woke up in the fucking room with like, "You want to play a game?" It, it depends which one. You know, the thing with Jigsaw is that some games are uh, a little easier than others. Some are almost like impossible. So it's yeah. uh, some of them are like what I don't understand is always bugged me, and I'm. I'm really overthinking it is in part one when Amanda wakes up in the bear trap like what is the dude laying down on the ground what's his game he's fucking locked right. he's he's knocked out and she's fucking carving him up like that sucks for him yeah, you see that a lot in series too and that's, that's yeah. that is like a, it's yeah that's a tough nitpick is that some people it's kind of unfair but did they have a game before that we don't know about I don't know yeah I'm thinking try, to ju- try to justify it in my head <laughs> yeah that's probably what it is yeah I love that series alright me too <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys said it all good, so I'm not even gonna go Chucky related. So um, we'll leave it at that, um, and we'll answer all of your Chucky questions at the uh, end of our, our review. But yeah, keep sending in those questions, guys. Uh, three guys at horror at gmail dot com or on any of our social medias. Just search three guys at horror. So if you enjoy this segment, keep sending in these questions every week. Thanks, guys. Very cool. All right, let's listen to a little word from our sponsor here, and we'll come right back. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. 
All right, you guys ready to get into what watched? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, Steve, what have you been watching, man? What's the first one? Right, so I watched a movie called Inheritance. I don't know if you've, any of you guys seen this one. Um, no. So, so it's it's uh, it stars Jen Taylor, who is known as Cortana in the Halo series for the video games. That's what she's mostly known for, and Hot. I didn't even right. Yeah, uh, and you want to see this movie if you think that for sure. Um, <laughs> but so it's a basically it's a story of a woman. She's a nurse, and she's a caretaker to this old lady who sees ghosts, and the woman passes away. And then she has to take care of the house after she passes away. And she starts seeing ghosts herself. And then eventually starts becoming the old woman. Uh, not very good movie. It's very low budget. Uh, a lot of you know cheesy lines. They keep reusing the same locations over and over. The ghosts don't look particularly good. Uh, Jen Taylor is actually pretty good in it, though. So I'll give her points for that. But overall... Not a huge uh, recommended film. I love ghost films, but this one just doesn't do it right. Uh, what about you, Joe? Uh, so the first one I get tonight is um, a screener that was uh, given to us from uh, our podcast network. So thank you to those guys. I actually have a couple from uh, the podcast network. But the first one I watched was called High Death. And it is um, – so, I mean, I guess I should have known when I was getting into for um, when I saw the Wild Eye releasing, um, which you know they've uh, released some gems like Velocal Pastor and yeah, they put out really, <laughs> really cheesy shit like that. Um, but I was like, okay, an anthology movie, so this could be interesting. And uh, oh my god, it is! It was so awful, just completely terrible. Um, and it's not even like that they tried to like go in like a cheesy route with this one. It was like a straight serious tone anthology movie. Um, so the wraparound story in this one, um, it's like these girls, they're in, you know, Hollywood and they're going on a, like a, a death tour or whatever. And it's like a walking tour. And like, while you're on this walking tour, you watch these movies on your phone and they're, the movies are the five rap, you know, anthology story movies. Um, just awful, awful acting. Um, it was a chore to get through, honestly. Uh, I don't even really want to talk about any of the anthology stories, just because, like, none of them... I didn't like any of them out of, out of the five. There was nothing good f to talk about in this movie. Um, you know, I'm not going to put it on... It's definitely one of the worst horror movies I've watched this year, but I'm not going to put it on the list just because, like, I... You know, I, I feel like it... Uh, just because it was so low budget and whatnot, um, you know, it doesn't even deserve to make it on there. Um, you know, because it, it almost looked like it was shot, like, it looked like we could have, like, shot this movie. Like, we could have took the camera, you know, there was no original shots. It literally just looked like someone just had a camera on their shoulder all the whole time and shot this. Um, it just looked like a, 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 you know, high school film project or something. Really shitty. Don't watch this one. High death. So bad, it's not going on your bad list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, I, my next one for me is 1973. Um, it's hard to pronounce this word, so it's Mal Testa, Mal Testa's Carnival of Blood. Um, it also came out with the movie I talked about last show, um, The Witch That Came From the Sea. It's in that set, the American Horror Project from 
um, from Arrow. And this one's fucking weird, man. It's the best one out of the set. But, um, all right, so the setup is a family gets a job at a carnival because their son had gone missing when he visited the place. So I, I guess you don't get cops involved or whatever. You just go get a job there. Um, they're, everyone's creepy. The owner, the fucking the coworkers, all that shit. Turns out that they have like an underground like network of they call them ghouls. Um, so they're like cannibals. They're not zombies. They're just weirdo fucking people. Um, so they feed people to these cannibals. Um, very low budget. Very seedy. A lot of that bright, you know, red paint looking blood. But I gotta say, it's a very interesting film, and it had me watching it the whole time, so I have to recommend it. So it's Mal Atesta's Carnival of Blood. And that's it. Sweet. Yeah, so the next one I watched was Ed Gein. Uh, You you guys had talked about um, Ed Gein films. Uh, Ed Gein, like, uh, films that were, like, based on his life, like uh, Texas Chainsaw, Psycho, Silence of the Lambs. And in the comments, when you posted your podcast that week, I think uh, somebody mentioned the Ed Gein movie, which is actually about his life. Uh, it's it's actually a pretty good film if you'd like to see kind of the guy behind all those really crazy stories. Uh, for those who don't know, it's a serial killer that basically, he, unlike some of the other guys, he actually dug up bodies and took the skin from uh, older deceased women and built himself a suit so he can yell at himself as his mom in the mirror. So you can definitely see the inspiration of like Texas Chainsaw Psycho and Silence of the Lambs. Uh, the movie is a bit slow, but if you like it, if you like to see it more in a historical kind of way as compared to the other ones, it is really cool. It just doesn't have the entertainment value that the movies based on his life are. So I would recommend it for sure, but uh, don't expect something like Silence of the Lambs or any of the other ones. He didn't actually kill anybody, did he? Uh, he did near the end. He started killing oh, people really because oh. he he ran out of bodies to take out of the cemetery, and you, he didn't want to wait anymore. <laughs> yeah, because it had to be fresh, right? You can't oh, okay. wait, wait more than a few days, and he just lost the patience to wait for a bo- the perfect body, so he would start making his own. And uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool film to really understand what this guy was about, and he's one crazy serial killer when you really get down to it. No, sorry, I was muted. (laughs) Um, So yeah, my next one, uh, and yeah, I I remember watching that Ed Gein movie when I was in high school or whatever, but that's definitely one I would like to revisit. Um, That was like a weird time because I, I think it was like the same company or the same studio released all those movies like right in a row, the Ed Gein Ted Bundy, Gacy, um, I, I think those were like the main three they released, but they're all pretty decent movies for sure there. And not uh, Dahmer actually with Jeremy Renner too. Yeah, Dahmer and yeah. Dahmer's good. Gacy's disturbing to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. they were they were all solid. Um, but all right, my next one I got is a movie called Clinton Road, which is another screener that um, we got from the network, and maybe I'll just stop watching the screeners they send us, because um, (laughs) 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 no, keep sending them, we appreciate them, I'm just fucking around, but uh, this was another really bad one, Um, so I kind of, I guess, (laughs) you know, I kind of had a feeling it was going to be bad, because um, 
you know, listen to this cast right here. Ice-T, Eric Roberts, Vincent Pastor, who some of you might know as uh, Big Pussy from Sopranos, and uh, James DeBello. So a uh, pretty eclectic acting list right there. Um, and then, you know, then you get a bunch of, uh, you know, no-name actors and actresses. But uh, So this one is, uh, you know, like a supernatural-type movie where the movie opens with... Uh, you know, this girl running through the woods and whatnot. We really don't know what's going on with her. And, uh, you know, then we flash forward to um, this, like, nightclub that Ice-T owns. And uh, what we find out is that, you know, all these kids are in there partying. And after they're done partying at this club, they're going to go to Clinton Road because that is where um, this, you know, girl, this guy's sister, who we saw in the beginning of the movie, went missing. Um, you know, it's funny because they have, like, you know, Ice T and Eric Roberts is like top billing in this movie, and they're both in it for maybe a total. Well, Ice T like ten minutes, Eric Roberts literally twenty seconds, and uh, it's him standing in line at the club, and the girl's like, he's like, ah, uh, yeah, I'm Eric Roberts, and she's like, you're not fucking Eric Roberts, and she's like, oh my god, you are fucking Eric Roberts, and that was him the whole movie, uh, and he got top, bi- and he got top billing, and he got top billing for that. Um, they probably paid him so, fucking money too. <laughs> Oh yeah, probably. Right. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm I'm like Ice Ice T. He must have been like friends with this director and just did him a favor. I'm assuming like him and Eric Roberts and all these people because man, this movie was fucking junk. Um, I mean, just terrible acting once again. Um, I believe this was a midnight. Um, I believe it was midnight releasing was the name of the company that released this one. Uh, but yeah, so they end up going out to Clinton Road. Um, James DeBello plays this like psychic dude, um, just not really believable for his. You know, he's only good in the stoner roles. I feel like um, not like a super serious roles, but yeah, just not very good at all. They end up getting out into this woods, and that's another thing. This movie's called Clinton Road. It should be called Clinton Woods because the whole movie takes place out in the woods. I, I don't. I don't think I saw a road the whole fucking movie. Um, <laughs> it's a metaphor, bro. You're, it's, it's too deep for you. I guess so. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, like some supernatural stuff happens out in the woods. But when I say supernatural stuff, um, it's like this girl with a stuffed teddy bear that has like cheap black eye makeup on that screams a few times walking through the woods. Um, that's like the pinnacle of it. Um, yeah, skip this one. Not. Not good at all, not scary at all. Uh, yeah, pretty terrible, so skip this one. Will do. Um, okay, so I watched one called Stung. I thought I had seen it, but I had it confused with something else. Uh, it is about a uh, catering company that goes to like a rich house to you know cater for a party. Meanwhile, there's these giant wasps things that um, you know come out of the ground and just start killing everybody. Very good special effects. I, I loved a lot of the practical effects they did. Good blood, good severed heads, shit like that. Um, Lance Henderson's in it, you know, from Aliens and other stuff. But he, like, phoned it in the whole time, so he was kind of annoying, to be honest with you. Uh, he was just there for a paycheck, it seemed like. Which is cool, I guess he can do that at his age. Um, and I also didn't buy the relationship of the two main characters. Like, one's a stoner, the other one's, like, the boss. And, of course, I don't like him. And at the end, she's literally banging him in the back of a fucking ambulance when they're all bloody and covered in bug slime which is freaking stupid uh but overall a lot of fun because the great practical effects and if you go to hamiltonbooks.com 
you'll get the Scream Factory Blu-ray for like 350 or something cheap like that. So head over there. All right. Um, I have one more that I watched this week. Uh, this is a rewatch for me. Like I said before, um, I do top tens every week on my channel, and I just did recently a top ten favorite movie endings. And I want to revisit one of my favorite uh, horror movie endings of all time, and that was uh, The Mist, which is based off a Stephen King um, short story. It's uh, stars is it, what's his name? Uh, something Jane. Uh, Thomas Jane. Th- Thomas Jane, yeah, who was the pun- like the Punisher uh, before the Netflix series, and it's a, actually you know I remember it being kind of a bad film with a great ending, but I kind of enjoyed myself this time. I I think I took away you know the expectation aspect of it and just kind of wanted to enjoy the film. It's about uh, people who go to a grocery store and suddenly there's this mist that comes in and they're trapped into the grocery store because there are monsters outside. And the whole movie is about how they kind of survive in this grocery store. And suddenly this, like, these people start getting together and become really religious and think that they have to sacrifice his son. So they try to stop him and they don't know, should they go into the mist and kind of risk themselves out there or stay in the grocery store and maybe uh, get, you know, killed or something from the religious people. And it's a really solid film, actually. And the ending, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to spoil it in case you haven't spoil seen it. Spoil it. Okay, sir, I'll spoil it. <laughs> uh, so basically, they decide to go into the mist and take their chances. They find a car and they drive as far as they go to try to beat the mist, but it turns out that they can't, and they run out of gas. And he decides that instead of getting killed by the monsters, he should probably just kill everyone in the car. There's his son, a girl that he met, and another guy that he met. And he shoots them all, and he starts crying, and then he tries to shoot himself, but he runs out of bullets. So he's, like, just bawling his eyes out. He can't kill himself. He hears one of the monsters coming towards him, and he gets out of the car, and he kind of puts himself out there to get killed by the monster. And then you see the the mist start to clear, and it's actually the army saving them. So had he waited just another five minutes, he would have been saved by the army. And then as the army is rolling past him and he's just, like, crying, not only could he have been saved, but you see a school bus full of the religious people who got saved from the grocery store. It's just, it's the most fuck you ending I think I've ever seen. And I remember seeing it in theaters, and the theater was completely silent during the credits. We just couldn't believe what had happened. It's an amazing film and an amazing ending. Even Stephen King admits it's better than his ending. So... I'd recommend seeing it, if just for the ending. What, what is Stephen King's ending? Do you know uh, I think that, I, I, if I remember, it's been a long time since I read it, but I think they just escape, and uh, that's the end of it. So, yeah. nothing. And that's a kind of a problem. I love Stephen King, but he has a hard time ending films, I find. I mean, if you look at a lot of his movies, I find the ends are not great. You know, It and a bunch of stuff. So, this kind of follows that, so I'm happy they went with their own ending. Yeah, what bothers me about King, and I'm not like a diehard, but I do read, you know, I have my favorite shit his, but he, um, like It is a good example of just like so much filler and description of stuff like we don't necessarily need, it's like kind of a chore sometimes to get through, like I want the meat and potatoes, not the fucking, like right. oh, she's she's reaching for the door, but she doesn't want it because Stanley might be dead, and I'm like, oh my, fucking open the door, bitch, like, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that, that, especially... 
I, I mean, I saw it before I had kids, and now I'm like, oh my god, like when that ending comes up. So that's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh hell yeah, yeah! I, I love the mist. It's it's uh, I don't know why people, uh, you know, a lot of people seem to shit on that ending, but Probably I because it makes it bad. Maybe I mean I yeah I loved it. I, I loved how disturbing and just crazy it was. But uh, is it my turn? <laughs> yep. All right, cool. All right, so my uh, last one I have this week is Greta. Um, which was a 2019 release with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, you guys know her from uh, the Let Let Me In, the Let the Right One In remake. She was in Suspiria recently. She was in uh, the Carrie remake. Um, so yeah, she's done kick quite ass. a lot of horror. And K- yeah, Kick Ass. There you go. Uh, so she's done quite a lot of horror stuff. Um, kick Ass was good. I, I did. I actually this. Never saw the sequel, but yeah, sequel's I really like pretty. I, I didn't like it, but number one's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. One's yeah, one's pretty fun. Uh, but all right, uh, so this one is uh, we uh, meet Chloe Grace Moretz's character early on in the movie here. Uh, did either of you guys see this one before I get into it? No. Okay. No. All right. Uh, so yeah, 2019 release came out in uh, it was early, I think it was an early January theater release. But uh, so we meet Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, she is um, originally from Boston, but she's moved to New York City to you know go to college or whatever. And she lives with her roommate. Uh, she's riding on the subway ri- the subway when she finds a uh, purse that's just you know sitting there left was left unattended. So she grabs it, goes through it, um, brings it back to the rightful owner. And uh, it's this, you know, little old lady. Um, maybe not little, but she's a, an older woman, I guess I should say. And uh, they form a friendship, kind of. Um, you know, it's you know, she's like got like this weird German accent or whatever too. But uh, we find out that like Chloe Grace Moretz's mom had died, um, so she kind of sees her as a mother figure, I guess you could say. And Is there a scissoring it, scene? I unfortunately not, uh, but. Uh, <clears throat> You know, I watch the perfection for that one. I guess if that's you my num- that's my next movie. <laughs> All right, uh, but anyway, uh, so they form this you know mother daughter type friendship and whatnot. Um, so they, uh, you know, she's like, "Come over for dinner. I'll make you dinner, or whatever." So she goes over for dinner, and she's like, "Hey, can you grab like you know the spices or whatever out of this cabinet or whatever?" So she goes over to the cabinet, and she finds like about ten of the exact same purses like the one she saw uh, in this cabinet, and she's like, what the fuck is this, you know? And she goes through it and has all the same shit in it. So, she, you know, what we're finding out is that, you know, she's this lady is basically fucking off the rails crazy and is, uh, you know, planting these all around the city, hoping that, you know, people will come to her. Um, I won't go too much else into it other than that, you know, she the lady becomes basically like a straight stalker, on Chloe Grace Moretz's character, um, super crazy shit, like over the top stuff happens in it. Um, overall, I thought it was an okay movie. Um, my main problem was like the extreme, extreme plot holes uh, that were in it. Uh, but like I said, I won't go too deep into it because I don't want to get too spoilery since it's a new release and all that, and it's not our main uh, movie review, so. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a decent watch if you got nothing else going on. Um, you know, it's not. I'd say middle of the road. It, it's a decent little thriller. Um, if it never came out, you know, would it 
<laughs> would I have cared? Probably, probably not because it's you know it's nothing amazing, but I think it's worth like a one-time, you know, watch. I almost saw that in the theater. I'm glad I did. Yeah, definitely not uh, worth a, a theater watch, but it, it's worth it if it's on Netflix or Hulu. I, I wouldn't spend a lot of money to watch it or anything though. All right, my last one, <clears throat> The Perfection, 2019. Um. You talked about this last episode. I had listened to the Strange Show. Shout out to them. Their episode on it. And they didn't like it. And I don't think you liked it, right, Joe? Um, I like. I did like it. Um, I thought, you know, I, if I were to rate it, I would probably go like a 7 on it. I thought it was... It was good, but um, there was... I had some issues with it. Especially, you know, without getting too spoilery, I will say I didn't like the rewinding stuff. Right. Um, I thought that was kind of... I thought that was kind of cheap... And then just the fact that um, it went from one movie to a completely different movie by the end of it. Um, but I did enjoy the message that um, it did have at the end. Yeah. Uh, just to reiterate the plot, um, the girl, what's her name? Allison Williams, the crazy chick from Get Out, <clears throat> plays as cello. It's cello. Celloist? Cello, celloist? I was trying so, to say this ch- last episode, too. I, it looks like a violin, cellist? but it's big. And it sits between Chell- your legs. Cellist? Cello? <laughs> she, she's a musician. A classical musician. Um, she's like a prodigy when she's a kid, but she has to go back home. Her mother's sick. Um, so another girl takes her spot and you know takes her glory and everything. So uh, later on, her mother dies. She's like, hey, like I want to come back to the school. Like this rich dude and his wife, they teach them and they live there and shit. I want to come back and um, let's do this. So she fucking befriends the girl that replaced her. And they go on like a they go to China for this concert, and then they go on like an adventure where they start fucking eating each other out and making out, and there's thongs and stuff like that. Um, but then, uh, with man, I want to spoil it, but stuff happens, and it, hap- it it flips switches about two or three times, well, more than twice, about three or four times throughout the movie. It goes from why is Allison Williams befriending this person to why is the the girl uh, Lizzie. Um, the the rival why is she now her friend after this happened and so on and so on so it goes from drama to like love romance to thriller to revenge to horror all in about an hour and a half so it switches gears a lot i know a lot of people won't like that and there's rewinding things where um they will tell you certain plot points and how we got there by rewinding the film to when the scene started and show you what's really going on which at first it was jarring, but then I'm like, yeah, it's cool, because like now I want to see what happens next. I didn't appreciate it the second time they did it, because I was like, uh, yeah, I can do without it. But that being said, uh, the what happens to the lead male character at the end is like very brutal and like very fitting for what he was. And I love the movie. Um, this is probably sitting at my number one right now for 2019. I understand why people don't like it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I was really into it. it. Had me, uh, had me, glued to the fucking screen the whole time. So, the perfection. Check it out. And especially if you're a woman, I definitely think you'll dig this one. Yeah, it, it, it definitely a good one. I'm surprised it's you had it ranked so highly. Um, to be to be fair, know, I, to, oh sorry, but to be fair, there's it's been a week 2019 so far. So it, I I do agree with that. It's definitely been a week or 2019. Um, but yeah, uh, I listened to another. Um, so uh, Bloody Good Horror too did a movie on it 
uh, did a review on it recently, and they and they fucking bashed the shit out. They hated it. I'm surprised, and I'm surprised how many people are hating on it. Um, yeah, I thought it was a, a fine enough movie. I don't yeah. know what I don't know what the main issues that people are having with it are. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, people complain about the rewind, but then I hear them also say how good Funny Games is, and that's the exact same thing. That, that was the one thing I fucking hated about Funny Games. Yeah, that that was more cheap because you're rooting for it the was, characters, yeah. and then they're like, "Oh, it's." I, I just don't know even what that plot point is about in Funny Games. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Unlike Perfection, where would you, would would people like it better if they didn't do that and they just like did an Ocean's Eleven thing where like this is what we were doing the whole time? I was okay with it the first time, but I thought it got it like the second time it just cheapened. Did like it, it it only happened twice. I thought it happened a little bit more. Than, I don't know. I don't remember. I can't remember. I, at least twice though. But what'd you think of Stephen Weber's dong there? He's got a package, bro. <laughs> That's gonna be a fake dong. He's got man. a good that dong, thing, man. That thing was going down past his knee. I feel bad for the fucking kid. <laughs> that well, yeah, he's got a big fucking dick. <laughs> he's like, I'll do the movie, was it? but I gotta show my dick. <laughs> <laughs> was this like a boogie nice type thing where he just like showing his dong for, for uh, it was it was like blurred out he's out of focus it was, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it, it it makes it will make sense why he's naked like you know after you see the movie but uh yeah there was that and then so i thought the uh the bus scene was really well done that was my favorite part of the movie oh yeah when especially when she's like you know what you need to do i'm like oh fuck yeah it was I, really and i get it that that could have been a, a great movie by itself too um yeah but hey, I liked it. So, yeah. fuck you. Cool. <laughs> uh, well, that concludes what watched. Let's throw on. The... I thought we were talking about Black Mirror. Oh, I forgot. Okay, my favorite thing I want to talk about. Okay, <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. I have no problem with gay people. All right. Episode one, Black Mirror, season five. I call it Gay Street Fighter. <laughs> All right. So the first plot of this is these two dudes are like chilling. Uh, they're playing video games like a Street Fighter esque game. Flash forward ten years later, um, they're growing apart. You know, married kids, and the dude's like a bachelor and banging twenty year olds, and he's like thirty five, forty. Um, they have VR in the future that's like really legit, where you put it on it like Zonks in another world, where you completely control a character, you feel their emotions, their sensations, stuff like that. And the two male friends, uh, one has a, a male character in the game, another female, and they start making out. And then it escalates from there. Um, I okay. Is it gay? Ooh. Is it gay? I mean, I, I say yes. Is it gay? Well, I mean, bro, just kiss me, <laughs> dude. Like that's gotta, that's gay. Like you know, I mean, right? Like I don't know. It's really weird. So like I, I will preface this by saying this was probably my favorite episode of the new season of the three. Um, and that's not saying much because I thought this was probably like the weakest season of Black Mirror. Um, but I, this one I thought was like the most interesting one. But like that's gay, man. Like, like if I if like me and you were playing video games and we just started like making out like in the game, like I don't care if like one of us is a guy and one of us is a girl. In your brain, you're still two dudes. Like, yeah, but you that, hear. I mean, <laughs> you hear the character's voice though. So. Yeah, man. Not... But like one of you is getting like fucked. <laughs> yeah but you're okay is it is it more gay for the okay before i go into that i thought his friend was gay already in real life like in the, That's in what the, I in thought the tv too, show yeah. yeah yeah so he's the girl 
does that mean he's gay? Because he's getting the other dude's banging a, <laughs> banging a vagina, but this right. dude's a chick getting railed by his homie. Like, but like, what are you feeling? I guess like outside of the game, does it feel like you're getting like a blowjob? Does it feel like like what what is the sensation you're getting? I guess I think it's full sensation. I mean, they said they felt everything and it resets. And he says, right, but, the best, bro. But like, how, yeah, but how do you, like, what do you, like, so when you're, if you're the girl in that situation, are you getting, like, what, what sensation are you feeling? Because you're a dude, you know? Like, are you feeling like. Your butthole I stretch? Guess, <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I don't know if they were doing anal. I, I mean, mean he, I, I would. <laughs> stick it in all what the orifices, you, I guess. What do you think, Steve? Is it gay? <laughs> Uh, yeah, because like e- even like forget forget the fact that it's VR and you can do all the sensation. Even if I go to my buddy now and I'm playing something like Call of Duty and our characters start making out, I'm questioning my sexuality. Like, there's no reason to do it. You know, there's uh, uh, yeah, it's total. And I don't understand why they always stay the same characters. The game clearly shows that there's other characters, so why don't they want to try to experience different sensations if they're going to do it anyway? I don't know. It was uh, it definitely poses an interesting question, and it was a very good episode. But yeah, I think it's absolutely right. gay for sure. You guys answer with gay or not gay. I'm gonna answer, throw a series of questions out there. <laughs> is this the new? Uh, is this the new? Um, <laughs> is it hard? Uh, is, 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 is it gay? gay? <laughs> uh, okay, um, okay, gay or not gay? They're both female characters. Gay. Uh, I mean, I guess it's it's still gay. Uh, no, mean, Joe's on the fence. I can tell. <laughs> Um, I mean, you're too. Well, that one, I feel like you're kind of like, okay, let's like experiment with like two girls, like a girl on girl thing. Like, it's still weird, but I, I don't. It's not as weird as like railing your best friend, like dick on dick. Like, but I guess like if you're going down on her, that's still gay. So I don't know. I'm confused now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gay or not gay? Wait, am I gay now? You're gay, dude. <laughs> that's proven. <laughs> Right, gay, gay or not gay, um, you don't know it's a dude until afterwards. Ooh. Then I say not gay because you're you don't know, right? Especially in the context of a video game. Yeah, I, I agree with Steve on that one. But what I mean, I, I, I guess I guess I the, mean, act, the act is gay, but you're not gay. If that makes sense. So, I mean, they both prove that they weren't gay right to each other well yeah so they like you right. know they ended up meet, they end up, in the show they end up meeting up and they're like you know let's kiss you know because like let's Bro, see if like we're, <laughs> yeah let's see if we're gay in real life or not or if it's just like in the video game type thing and they kiss each other and they're like nah i didn't feel shit and stuff like that and but then they fight so yeah and then they get in a fist fight and shit so uh yeah i mean it's just really weird <laughs> But did did you get the impression that the other guy might have been lying? Like, the guy who plays Falcon, Anthony Mackie, that he was actually not gay, but the other guy was just kind of saying that he wasn't? Yeah, well, I got the gay vibes from him earlier. Yeah, I agree. Because he's kind of, like, feminine the way he, like, stood. It's kind of weird. Right. Yeah, he's kind of, I don't know. Like, I think he stands. So then at the end, what we have, what, like, they have, like, a compromise where, like... He can like fuck, go and fuck his best friend in the video game like once a year, and she can go out and just fuck a random dude. See, I don't. That, right. That's not a good compromise because he's getting. <laughs> no. There's no risk of fucking, you know, HIV. You know what I mean? It's just fucking. 
it's video games and she's getting railed by young dudes like how's that compromised? Yeah. right right yeah it's really weird um but yeah like like i said though i, I thought this was the best episode of the season um uh, do you want to get into the other two episodes? Or did you I'm just, talk about this one? I'm not convinced that it's gay. <laughs> 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 I'm on the fence, to be honest, because I was having this discussion at work. It's like, where's where do you draw the line? I guess with computers, you know, in the future. I guess it's. It, I mean, it's going to happen within. Yeah, you know, but 20 it's like years. your best. It's your best friend, though. Like, it's really weird. That'd be like if me and you, Todd, like went on a video <laughs> game. We started like banging each other. I don't know. Like, I would just like not feel comfortable. Well, we gotta try. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, I okay. So the I gotta stick on this subject. The the dude that we I think all agree is gay in real life in the in the movie went like on a gay spree with a bunch of other dudes remember he's like man i tried yeah. out everybody it's just not like you so i'm pretty right. sure he's gay he never said it was all guys though he might have tried women too i mean well, maybe he, he only mentioned i think he's like some dutch dude was the best so okay then, that's pretty gay then he's probably gay then man if he's just trying it with other dudes because why would you try it with why wouldn't you try it with women characters too you know what my so my, my deep cut is here is at the beginning, Anthony Mackie was like super bored with his life, right? He's he was used to being a bachelor, hanging out with his buddy. Now he's doing the dad thing. Like he was talking to the another dad that showed up, and he had nothing in common with him because he was just bored, right? So this shit is like, oh man, I get to bang a like the sexy video game character. I think that's like where the the message, I guess, is when you're old, you get bored and you want to bang your dudes <laughs> on fucking video games. But yeah. You better believe that in the future that's nonstop going to happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, like a million percent. For sure. Like, what are you playing? Yeah. I'm playing Madden, I swear. <laughs> yeah, right? Which, which is like, and that's why like it, it was a really interesting episode because it's like, where is the line drawn? Like, is that, do you consider that cheating? Like, if you're going into video games and like, you know, having sex with other people from other like you know, you're, is that cheating? Do you consider it cheating? I think it's cheating. I think it's. Uh, I mean, is is watching porn cheating? Because you're like, I mean, you know, fantasizing, right? No, uh, it's not. But you're also by yourself. Whereas with this, like, you're with another, like a person. Like it's like having cyber sex with somebody. I guess that's true. I didn't think about it that way. Right. All right. So you're ha- you're having like that emotional connection with like another person. So I mean, I would say it was cheating. So that's like where it's like you know there's a fine line that's drawn there, and it kind of you know I think that was kind of the point of the episode to say like you know how far is technology coming and like what is right and what's wrong. Yeah, good episode. But you know someone's gonna be banging Blanca at some point. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was episode two? Smith smithereens. Oh, smithereens! I liked it a lot. Uh, not as good as part one, though. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah, this one was good. I just didn't like how it ended. It just ended too like, and that was my issue with the third one too. It was just kind of like really sudden and didn't like have like a good um, wrap up. I guess. Yeah. So smithereens, real quick, is about a um, a lift service where you know you you text people and they come pick you up. And he's sitting outside of this business. It's kind of like a Google or a face, no, more like a Facebook, Instagram kind of thing called Smithereens. And he abducts people because he wants to talk to the CEO or the owner of the company um, because of what happened to him, some traumatizing thing where he wants to, he blames it on technology basically. Um, 
I thought it was really good acting by all parts. But yeah, I agree with you. It's kind of ended too abruptly. Plus, like Topher Grace, I really liked him in this. But then afterwards, he was just like, uh, I'm done. And after the whole ordeal, he was just, huh. And then he went back to meditating or something. So it's kind of weird. But I guess that's the point. Is that technology, everyone's, or Facebook, everyone's just in it to, I don't know, be fake and then just get back to the real lives when they're done with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a decent episode, um, but I, the I would say the first episode of the season was better, but this one was probably my, would I would rank second yeah. of the three. What'd you think, Steve? I'd see this one didn't speak to me. Um, it just, I didn't understand really why he was doing it. And I felt the whole thing with uh, the other girl that he wants to help out with uh, trying to unlock, I think it was her daughter's password or whatever, was kind of shoehorned in. Like, it, I thought that would be part of the story, but it really wasn't. He kind of just decided to do it at the end. And I don't know. It's, uh, it, it just didn't speak to me this episode. Yeah. Plus, uh, it, was well act- it was well acted, though. Yeah. Plus, he got blue balls, too. Right. Okay. And then episode three yeah, has. Why didn't you let her finish him off? She was going to blow him, too. And he's like, nah, I'm good. Like, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You are right, though. It was super shoehorned in. They, it really. It was pretty, honestly, pointless. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know why they went that route, but. I think they threw it in there so he can have redemption. Then. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and then episode three has Hannah Montana as a pop star. This other girl is, like, obsessed with her. She doesn't really have any friends. Her mom passed away. And they buy, like, a doll that um, has Hannah Montana character, or Miley Cyrus character, um, like, her personality downloaded. And the doll talks to you and, like, gives you makeovers and shit. My problem with it is I felt like it was, like, a young young adult, like, Nickelodeon movie, to be honest. It was kind of cheesy, and I just wasn't into it. What about you guys? Did, did you feel it was, like, child's play for, like, teens? Because Kinda, I was, yeah. when I was watching Child's Play, I'm like, there's a lot of similarities between Child's Play and this episode. I mean, it's, you know, they take the, the doll and they reprogram it to make it kind of do whatever it wants as opposed to what it's supposed to do. And it just, I don't know, I saw a lot of similarities between it two. So that was that weirded me out a little bit when I was watching Child's Play. But, uh, yeah, it was not that great of an episode. Yeah, definitely the weakest of the three. Uh it was just like, what was the point of it all? I guess like when once you get to the end there, um, oh, I guess it, I I guess the message is that you know, what it like, be yourself. You know, yeah, be yourself, and technology can really, you know, take you to some dark and weird places. But yeah, it was just it was really stupid for the most part, and uh, yeah, just yeah, what well, I. I didn't dig this one at all. Yeah, it was like a Nick and Knight fucking original. That's, what yeah, I, that's the vibe I got. Or yeah, like a yeah. UPN TV movie. Yeah, it was it was it was weak and weird, but I, I can see what Steve's saying. There was definitely some similarities here, um, which was kind of interesting. So, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, and I think my problem with uh, this season of Black Mirror in general is that it took so long for this season to come out. And then they only come out with three episodes, and they're not that great. Like, there's one good one, and then two, they're like, eh. I don't know, I, I just expected so much more. Because the last season was incredible. But those two last episodes just didn't do it. Did the last season yeah. have Star Trek in it? Was that the one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. last season was amazing. I think there was only one episode I disliked, and the other five were all fantastic. So it was, uh, 
Yeah, really disappointing for Black Mirror. Definitely their weakest season, I thought, for sure. Aren't they making a Star Trek movie? The Star Trek episode movie? Are they? That was like almost like a movie. That was like, that episode was like an hour and 20 minutes on its own. Um, Oh, really? It would be interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting. um, Because I I really, that one was really cool. It was a cool little story there. So I would be opposed to it. All right, so anyway, back to Gay Street Fighter. Um, Is it? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. They should just, that's what they should have just called it. Gay Street (laughs) Fighter. Um, what was it called? Like Savage Fighter or something? Cyber no. Fighters? I don't know. It was called it's called something really random, actually. I think. I'm a con. I'll look it up. Keep going. Do you have Do you have any VR stuff, Steve? Yeah, a ton. What do you What do you? I, I play mean, VR all the time. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, I play VR all the time. I love I love VR. It's what, just such what a... are you on the like the Oculus or the Rift or uh, the, the PSVR? Okay, yeah, I had a PSVR, but it was, like, giving me extreme motion sickness, so I had to sell it, but my uh, neighbor is, like, a computer fucking dude, and he has HTC Vive, and it's fucking amazing, man. Like, nice. people think it's, like, a gimmick, but, like, this sounds super, like, super weird. That shit will fucking change your life, man. Like, you put it on, yeah, and you're like, holy shit. Like, it's just, like, you really, like, it, it sells you. I thought I was going to fall over. I thought a shark was really there. It's, like... It's next level shit, and I cannot wait. It's like my dream growing up. I'm sure it was for you too, like being a video game like Parcel from Ready Player One. And... Yeah, absolutely. I, actually, I'll, I'll say this, you know, to kind of tie it into horror. It's one thing to watch a horror movie, but to actually live into a horror movie. So I played Resident Evil Seven in VR, and it's just so freaky when you actually have to go through the door and you hear a sound coming from another room. It's like. Uh, I actually have to go in there to progress. So what am I going to do? You know, and you got to chicken your way into it. And it's just, it's such a cool experience. I, yeah, I absolutely love VR. I don't think it's for everyone, but uh, for those who can stomach it, because there is some motion sickness, especially when you're playing with a controller, uh, because the speed of your walking in the game doesn't match your brain speed, which is a weird thing that it it does. Uh, it's just an incredible experience, and I would recommend for those who do have PSVR to try uh, Rush of Blood, which is a cool on-rail, so it's not too sickening. That's the one that got me sick. sick. <laughs> that is it? Yeah, because oh, well, I don't do well with roller coasters to begin with. Okay, so that, right. one, like, that might be it. Yeah. But the, like, Standing Still one, I forget what it's called. Um, it's like Havenhurst or something, where you're standing around with guns and zombies come at you. Right, yep. That one's fucking excellent. But, uh, man, I want to get the uh, the new one that they just um, launched for, like, two ninety nine. and it's no, no wires at all. I forget what it yeah, is. Yeah, Ox's sure. Quest, I think it is. That's that's on my list. I'm gonna get that. Yeah, it's, it, I can't wait to see where this technology goes because it is getting better already, and it's uh, it's incredible how much you can get lost into it and mm-hmm. kind of forget your real life and just it's crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like Gay Street Fighter at one point, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know what, Absolutely. I, I got to go back to that fucking episode again. <laughs> um. They had a missed opportunity from like some great comedy to have the wife or the kid walk in and he has a big ass boner. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you yeah. playing? Fucking Madden playing Tetris. Yeah. Well, actually, wasn't there a scene where like he like when like they kissed or something? Like the first time they kissed or whatever was it? Or maybe it was like it was something, but like he came to bed and she's like, "Where'd that boner come from?" Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um. But, uh, so the episode was called Striking Vipers. Oh, that's the name of the game then, in the 
in the show. Yeah. So that's why that's what it was called. Well, yeah. So good Black Mirror discussion. Maybe not totally horror, but there's the show has some horror. Show has show has some horror elements in it. (laughs) All right, uh, let's throw on the uh, Ready or Not trailer. believe that in half an hour I will be a part of the Ladomas gaming dynasty empire uh, Dominion we prefer Dominion I honestly can't wait to be a part of your family there's just one more thing and then you are officially part of the family so at midnight you have to play a game why it's just something we do when someone new joins the family a game what game? Hide and seek? Are we really going to play that? Well, the rules are simple. You can hide anywhere. We then try to find you. So there's no way for me to win, right? And stay hidden till dawn. <laughs> no, thank you. Good luck. What the hell is this? How old is this thing? You shot the maid. Does she look like she's wearing a giant white wedding dress? Emily? (laughs) Holy shit! I had to play along so that I can get you out. It's insane. They think they have to kill you before sunrise. Something very bad will happen to the family. If we don't find her and perform the ritual, we're all dead. Found her. Why don't you just use mine? Mr. Ladomas, I just saw her running. Oh my god! Oh! 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 Your fucking family! You're just another sacrifice. Ah! Do you think this is a fucking game? Yes, hide and seek. Remember? You wanted to get married. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This looks really fun. Uh, kind of has a... So it doesn't have, like, a super serious tone to it. It's kind of how I took it um, as... Um, kind of like a Your Next vibe, for sure. Uh, the girl has the girl from The Babysitter in it, too, which, you know, she's easy on the eyes. Uh, I like looking at her. <laughs> um, but yeah, looks super fun. Uh, I'm super excited for it. Uh, coming out in November, I believe it is. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Are you, Steve? Yeah, it looks fun. It's like Clue, you know, with the horror element to it. Uh, and I really love playing that type of game, like kind of murder mystery game with my friends. Something I used to do in my late teens, early twenties. Just we get together, dress up, and do a murder mystery night. Dude, that's kinda- cool. cool. Oh, uh, it was it was amazing, and we really get into it, like really, completely be our characters for the whole night, and we dress up the, you know, the dining room and everything to make it kind of old school, and uh, yeah, it was a big thing we used to do, and it kind of reminded me of that with a nice horror twist to it. It's just, uh, I think this will be a fun one to watch for sure. Yeah, I concur with both of you. It looks really cool. She's she's a babe, and I, I don't know why, but I had battle royale kind of vibes from it. I know it's completely different, but I just kind of had that sense. 
Um, I don't like your neck, so I hope it's not like that one. That's just one that's never clicked with me. Um, but as long as they keep it really fun, and it seems that way because that dude's like on YouTube looking at how to fire his crossbow, and she falls behind him and shit like that. So it looks really good. Um, definitely going to watch this one in the theater. We should probably cover this one for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. It has some quirky, yeah, it has some, like, real quirky vibes to it um, on the trailer there. So definitely, um, I mean, would you say, like, horror comedy? Not maybe? Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure, like, as I'm like, it's not super comedy, but there's definitely some elements in there. But, yeah, looks, like, quirky is, I the, like I said, the best way to describe this one. But, yeah, it looks a lot of fun. I, I just hope they own the quirkiness because I feel that sometimes movies – the trailer plays up the quirkiness and then you see it and it takes it too seriously. So I really hope they own really that kind of comedy vibe because I think that would be awesome. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's do some trivia back by uh, popular demand after we took a two week hiatus. Yes, sir. So Joe's going to get the, are we giving him the score to play with? Yeah, we'll give him the score to play with. All right, so as you guys know, the winner at the end of the year gets a $30 item from the other hosts. And uh, so Steve is going to take over where the previous host left off on, and me and Joe have our current stuff. And then once the permanent host is decided, or whatever, then they will take over the current score. So, Steve, um, you got to fucking bring your A game, bro. All right, I'll give my best. <laughs> what are our, uh, our stats right now, Joe? Uh, so, currently we have in first place Todd with 54 points, Joe with 52 points, and in third place our guest host for tonight, Steve, with 41 points. Wow. All right. All right. Let's have Steve lead off here. Let's do it. All right. So, this one relates to a movie that I discussed before, and I purposely didn't say it in my uh, little synopsis. Who directed The Mist? Uh, Frank Darabont. That's correct. Give me that point. You bastard. (laughs) Director of The Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, and The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. The the best season of The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. And also the worst season of The Walking Dead, half of it anyway. Do you still still watch The Walking Dead, Steve? I do, and I still love it. Okay. I I, I know you guys don't, but uh, I especially like the last season. I thought it was really cool, and I, I read the comics as well, so it was cool to see the whispers come into it and to go back to that horror vibe that it was kind of sorely lacking the last few seasons was pretty awesome. The, the last episode I watched was when uh, Jesus got stabbed, and that episode was like, oh, my, like they're doing it. They're going back to scary shit, and I loved it, so i got to watch the last half. Um, yeah, no, they, they really, they're really going back towards the horror, which I really like, so I'd cool. recommend at least checking it. If you're that far in. You know, oh yeah, I gotta pick it back up. Yeah. Right, Joe. Okay, uh, my first question is: Are you ready? Yes. Are you sure? Give me it. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? <laughs> you want to settle this shit on Street Fighter, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do some. Get- All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, this one: Child's Play related. Oh. Excluding the remake, who has been a credited writer on every film in the Child's Dan Play series? Mancini. Don Mancini. What? Don Mancini? Don Mancini, that's what. 
Uh, yes, Todd. I think Todd said it first, I think. I turned into a little song. <laughs> I, I should go fun. back to the tape. <laughs> I, I think I said. It was close. It was definitely close. Give us both um, a point. For now, all right, I'll give you both a point. Bam and bam. Don, yes, Don Mantini, who um, we'll talk about it when we get into the review, but uh, was not involved in this Child's Play remake. Nope. All right, question number one. Child's Play related as well. From the current movie that's out in theaters. You gotta be quick with this one. What horror movie are the kids watching? Text Chainsaw 2. Two. Oh, Joe got it. Oh, two, right. Yeah, Damn it. Two. Steve had you on oh, it, but. Yeah. Yep. Very nice. Alright, back to you, Steve. Alright. In the movie The Changeling, what is the name of the ghost? The Changeling. Fun fact. In fact, um, I've never seen The Changeling. <laughs> That's too bad. It's a great ghost film. <laughs> I know. I've heard you talk about it many a times. I've just I, never pulled the trigger yet. I, I, they say it so much in the movie, so... Maybe, Joe, uh, fun fact, I own it. Don't remember watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should review it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you half points there because you said... You were talking to Joe. And... You broke out. What did you say? I said, you said, you technically said Joe, which is half the answer. His name's Joseph, so you were close. The ghost name is <laughs> Joseph? <laughs> you son of a bitch. What a weird ghost name. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe. Joe the ghost? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. What insects overrun the environment of Ups and Pratt in Creepshow? Uh, cockroaches. cockroaches. Oh, shit. I think I gave you both a point again, because that was like a tie. All right, you're both getting a point. You tell that dog to stop talking shit. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, shit. All right. Let me know when you're ready, Joe, because I know you just muted yourself. Now go ahead. I'll, I'll unmute when All right. dog. This is uh, What Am I, okay? <clears throat> so what am I, or what movie am I from? I am black, and I'm evil, and I want you to join me. Uh, Bagul. You said Bagdul, and you said Candyman? Bagul. Both of you are incorrect. That would be Black Phillip from The Witch. Oh, Oh, wow. Black, evil, and want you to join me. I like it. (laughs) Stomping Joe on a Black Phillip question. Is <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, all right, let's see if you're up in your current horror news. Who will place Do Redman in the Stand remake? You know, I just saw this today that they cast him, but I, I did not read the article. I have no clue. It's uh, James Marsden, who played Cyclops in the X-Men movies. Oh, he's good in Westworld. Yeah, he is awesome in Westworld. I was thinking of uh, Jason Marsden, I think, who was the dude in the Goofy movie and, like, Full House and Boy Meets <laughs> World. <laughs> and also the voice of Binks the Cat. <laughs> oh, shit. Are you up, Todd? No, oh, it's you. Wait, who got who got the point? For the last one, nobody. Nobody. Oh. All right. All righty. What do I got here? Okay, are you ready? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. 
<laughs> Give it to me. Uh, the, the sexual vibe between you two is getting creepy. <laughs> you want to get online later? <laughs> okay. Who directed Alien? Uh, really, Scott? Yeah. Correct. I'm going to go see that shit in October in the theater. All right. <clears throat> the Shining. What is Danny's nickname? Uh, Doc. Yep, you got it. Surprised it took you that long. I know, it, it did. I was like, wait, he had a nickname? <laughs> right, exactly. That's always creeped me out, too, when he uh, gets all close to him and, what up, Doc? Like, ugh. Leave him alone. Yeah. Little old man creeping. Go hang out with this dude. We just met. Get some ice cream in this big ass hotel. No big deal. All right. Go jerk off to that painting you have behind your bed there. (laughs) Like those two hot, those two hot black ladies. (laughs) Worst rescue ever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it happens pretty much. No, no, no. He he lives in the book. That's right. So. Yeah. Alright, uh, that's all I had, unless you guys want to do bonus round, which I need to scramble for. No, it's alright. I'm good for tonight. Alright, where are we at? Uh, alright, so after that round, we had um, Todd pulls ahead a little bit. Uh, he now has 58 points. Oh. Joe, four behind with 54 points. And um, our, I guess our wild card for right now... Um, has 43 points. I'm feeling it. <laughs> feeling it. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess it's, we can talk about Child's Play. Let's do uh, it. Let's do this. All right, Child's Play, a remake in theaters right now. Um, it, it's basically a kid named Andy, uh, same character name, gets a buddy doll, not a good guy doll, and it's uh, it's supposed to be defective, like it doesn't say shit right, and it's like glitchy and shit like that. Back up a little bit to the beginning scene. Uh, it's no longer a you know Charles Lee Ray possession of a doll. It's a angry, I'm assuming Chinese programmer who gets fired from this douchebag boss. And before he gets fired, he programs this last doll to be like it takes all like the safeguards off, so he can cuss and he can be violent. And it's pretty funny to me that they even have that option on the doll itself, but whatever. Um, long story short, uh, Andy gets the doll and he starts, you know, he has a pretty troubled home life where his mom has a stepdad's a fucking prick. So he'll like be in his room saying like, I fucking hate that guy. I wish he would leave. And then the, the doll would be like, Oh, okay. So he wants me to fucking kill this motherfucker. And then at one point the cat scratches him, which is a a really funny scene. And he's like, Oh man, he fucking hurt Andy. I'm gonna get this fucking cat. So that's basically the whole movie is the doll. I mean, it's, it's basically a repeated plot of the first one where you know the doll's alive um, no one believes him and he goes on a rampage um, initial thoughts from when you guys walked out of the theater or in the theater or whatever you want to take it from ah uh, yeah so I mean I'll preface this by saying I when I heard they were doing a child's play remake I was really excited because I thought that the franchise really had gone downhill um you know seed was just the probably the pinnacle of it at its worst um followed by curse which i thought was okay and cult was you know okay whatever they were direct to 
you know, DVD movies and whatnot. So I, I was excited to see Chucky on the big screen again. But then the more I saw of it, the less excited I got, um, especially with the, you know, the design of the doll, which, you know, had all of the haters coming out of the woodwork on and stuff. And, you know, a lot of people were upset about, you know, Don Mancini not being attached to this one and all that, um, which we can get into later. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, initial reaction coming out theater was um, I really, really liked it. Um, and I was really, really surprised because, you know, after watching the trailer and the design of the doll and stuff, my, my expectations were low. Um, the doll did not look great and stuff, but, you know, in, once I got in there and watched it, I, I didn't mind the look of the doll as much. It was still a little goofy, um, but overall, I, 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 uh, I, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was just like just a really fun movie. Um, to compare it to the original franchise is really hard, though, because it is a very different style and feel. It's, you know, almost, you know, it's a completely different story. The only thing that's really the same is you got a doll that is killing people um, and the character names. But, you know, you don't have the Charles Lee Ray serial killer angle or anything. I mean, this is just crazy robot AI. Um, but yeah, I'll let you guys, you know, talk on it a little more. But yeah, I mean, first reactions was, was I really liked it, leaving the theater. I had a similar reaction to you. And I just want to say that I found the uh, promotion for this film to be really poor because I also wasn't excited about it at all. And I feel that the trailers weren't great and the promotional pictures weren't great other than the ones where like kind of messing with toy story because it was released on the same day i thought it was hilarious but i came out of it really liking it uh it really it was a child's play for like this generation you know using today's technology and in a way it was a little it was frightening because unlike the original child's play which like kind of a possession thing this one could happen, you know, in theory, because we're getting closer with technology, and we have these dolls that do these really crazy things, and it's not inconceivable that somebody could reprogram it and make it really crazy and kill people. So, yeah, I mean, the the look was a little jarring at first, because we are so used to seeing the original Chucky doll, having seen so many movies with it, but it worked in a movie that really made it work with the expressions that yeah, he could do and stuff like that. So my initial reaction is, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head there. With we were we're so accustomed to Chucky, you know what I mean, that it's hard to look at something new. Um, but I don't, I really don't care like about remakes anymore, or reimaginings or whatever. And this definitely needed a 2019. I mean, we have all this crazy shit going on, and this, you know, dolls are probably going to go this route too. Like the the movie AI with that bear that you know is people's friends, the same thing. Um, so this is definitely, uh, going to be up our alley here, but, or it's on the horizon. Um, I only had one actually problem with it is where I thought that the kids, his friends were really annoying, uh, especially the bigger kid where I didn't find them like real characters. I thought they were just in there to, uh, try to speak how a kid talks now to, I guess, to identify with like kids are going to be watching this, like saying shit. I guess that's like old man coming out of me, but it's just like I didn't identify with them at all. I thought Andy, on the other hand, was excellent. 
And um, I believe, like when I first saw who the mom was, and I oh, she's not a mom, but they played it off fine with the throwaway line saying, oh, I had a really busy Sweet 16 party. So, okay, cool. Um, that's my main issue with it. As far as initial reaction, I fucking loved it. Uh, I thought nothing wrong with it except those kids. Um, I thought Mark Hamill sounded great. He did sound a lot like Joker, but it's kind of hard to separate it because that's like an iconic voice from him. Um, I love the animatronic that they use, especially when he's walking around. I don't, I'm assuming it's an animatronic, not a little person. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's believable, even in you know, a fantastical way. What I didn't, I mean, comparing it to the first one, like Joe said, you can't really do it because it's completely different. One's, you know, murder, possessing something with voodoo and want to play hide the soul and shit. And this is just an AI gun rampant. But I did miss the uh, cop character. I did like him in this one, but I thought Jared, uh, not Jerry, what's his fucking name in the child's play? Um, uh, um, shit, uh, the guy from Friday Night, Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon. I liked Sarandon. him a yeah. lot better in the original, the, the cop character. Yeah, um, agreed. But they're different. And, and I mean, what what didn't you guys like about this one? Um, so I, I really liked it. I just, I, one thing I really wish, I wish they went a little more higher on the body count, but I guess none of the Chucky movies ever had huge high body counts. Um, but I wish they uh, there was a little more killing. Um, but, I mean, I guess they're saved. Save that for the sequels, maybe. Um, that was my only real main problem with it. Um, you know, some of the comedy, I thought, didn't completely hit. But, you know, there was also some of it did. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Aubrey Plaza in this one. Um, I, I just don't think she has much range as an actress. She's like the same character in every single movie. Um, so I, I would have liked a little, maybe more emotion out of like a mother character. Um, I didn't find her as believable, but other than that, I mean, I, I really don't have much else to complain about with this one. Yeah. See, uh, I, I kind of feel the same way as you, Joe. I, I felt that the body count could be a little higher and I felt that they teased us with how the gore would go with the movie when they did the first like real kill, um, uh, in the movie because it was so gory and it was so out there i thought there'd be more of it and at the end the whole end sequence i thought there was a lot of opportunities to kind of just have fun and you know do a total playground of gore and we really didn't get that and i was kind of bummed out about that but i mean it's a nitpick because i did really enjoy myself throughout the movie um so that's yeah that's probably my biggest gripe with it but i I did like the performances and i'd even go as far as saying that I found they did a good job of making us care for the characters really early on. Uh, I really liked the main kid, Andy. And because he was a little bit older than the original Child's Play, I felt like a stronger bond with this character than I did in the original. And that's something that I really liked about the remake. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, You know, one other thing was the kind of connection you have with Chucky. Because... I really felt bad for him a lot in this movie Um, because, you know, he's an AI robot that's, you know, has all he's like learning, you know, he's this robot that's learning things and he doesn't know right from wrong. It's kind of like a newborn baby uh, style thing. And, um, you know, you kind of feel for him and stuff because he's really just trying to protect Andy and just wants him to be his like best friend and stuff so it was kind of like a weird dynamic compared to you know the original series and stuff but you know you kind of feel for Chucky and I I, kind of like that dynamic in this one yeah he actually had like truly good intentions (laughs) 
even, even right. though he's yeah. like killing people. But um, yeah, Steve, uh, they ha- definitely had an opportunity. Like they set it up perfectly with the the store grand opening or grand launch of the fucking Chucky two, uh, Buddy two. Like they had so many potential body counts. There's like thirty people in there, but I think they killed the mascot and that was it. I was like, oh man. But um, I got like a question after he. Uh, I guess we can't spoil it, huh? It's still in theaters. But, uh, nah, fucking, let's spoil it. Alright, so when he goes to the stepdad and murders him, which is fucking amazing, because they did an excellent job of making you hate the stepdad, he's like, what What dickhead comes out and is like doing his pants up in front of the fucking 12-year-old boy? Like, you're a dickhead, dude. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, how did Chucky get back home? He walked. He walked? He Ubered. He, he Ubered. <laughs> That's just my thing. It was like, wait, how did he get back home? But um, <laughs> that's it. That was it. That's all I got. That, that was awesome. That was an awesome scene where he wakes up and he's got the guy's head on his fucking dresser. That was awesome. That was probably the best, one of my favorite kills. Um, but obviously the uh, that creepy. That was like such a weird thing too. That creepy. Uh, what do you even call it? Caretaker character who um, like has the cameras. Maintenance man. Yeah. yeah. The creepy maintenance man that's like jerking off. He has like secret <laughs> hidden cameras in there and shit. Yeah, you guys come up in for sure. Yeah, definitely. Do, do you guys feel that they took the the whole face thing a little too far with the whole watermelon and the gift and yes, like uh, why, why just keep why not just take it off, put it in a bag and throw it out? Like why do this whole elaborate plan on the watermelon? And it's just. That was a little weird. And then he just takes it away and you never hear about it until, like, right? I don't know. It's just this. Yeah, it, it was, was a, a little weird. It, it was, was a strange. plot device just for the cop to realize it was Andy. Right. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a little drawn out, too. I think it was to make us like the mom, though. The black lady. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yep. she was cool and then she got offed, but, um. Yeah. She, that was kind of like a, uh, shit, what movie is that? Upgrade? Where the car goes crazy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, driving like cars upgrade. and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's another thing I love about this movie is, like, all of the different technology he can tap into um, and, like, cause mayhem with, you know, he's able to link into the, you know, thermostats and makes the fucking pipes get wicked hot at one, in one scene and the drone and shit. So really cool. Um, one thing I wanted to see more of was fucking the bear Chucky. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted more havoc with that thing. Yeah, I also wanted one dressed as a leprechaun, just to kind of echo the leprechaun and Chucky being in the same movie. That would have been know. awesome. They might they might save that for a sequel. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised. But, uh, yeah, the bear. Yeah, the bear Chucky. It was creepy. Like that stupid bear was really creepy. Yeah, so I'd love to see that <laughs> in a movie for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you think we'll see a sequel? I mean, I hope. I hope so. I mean, I, I will say the fans. You know, as much hate as this movie was getting before it got released, the. A lot of people seem to be on the train now with this one. People were fucking violent about it, man. They really were. And Chill I out. mean, let, so we can talk about that a little now. Um, you know, a lot of people had hate for it, I think, because the original Child's Play franchise is still going on with Don Mancini and Brad Dorf and all that. And, you know, it's like whatever. I mean, why can't, you know, they remake it, but the franchise can still be going on? Like, who is it really hurting? Um, you know, the fans, fan, horror fans will watch both, you know, it, I mean, I, I, I don't really understand why there's so much hate, um, and like I said, the franchise has not been good for a while, Mancini has kind of driven the franchise 
into the ground in a way. Um, you know, he he's not going to put out, he's not going to get a theater-released movie the, the way he's been putting these movies out. And now we get the TV series coming that's going to be on sci-fi. And I'm, I'm more excited about a sequel to this than I am the TV series for sci-fi. I agree. Um, you know, say what you will. Like, yeah, he made a cool franchise to Tom Holland, you know, with, with Child's Play. But um, it's... Yeah, you, you guys' loyalty to Don is is nice, but I mean, he at the end of the day, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he's you know he's gonna make his money, and unfortunately, the last movies, um, Curse and uh, Colt, I like Curse. Uh, Colt was okay too, but it's just they're not the quality that they need to be, and this remake they felt was so they got a theater release, man. And if Don wants to get back to the roots, I mean, he's he's a good director, then he can do that. Balls in his course, but I don't think people want to see some rough CGI like in in uh, Colt and uh, you know a, basically gay street fighter again because now you have fucking the the, the guy and the girl now walking around um, yeah so I think people wanted to see an update and uh, yeah I'm interested in the show but yeah like you said both can happen it sucks that it's not sci-fi but it is what it is Where, where where would you guys what, like to see in the sequel? Like, what kind of sequel are you looking at for uh, for this? Like, where did, where do they take this character in the story? Ah, good question. Mm. Well, yeah. So, like, the way this ended, like, so how is the Chucky doll? Like, we obviously we see him smile at the end. Did like was did the CGI chip or, or uh, the AI chip kind of like transfer dolls or something? And we don't really see that, but I'm assuming that's what happens. Maybe because he was controlling them, like, yeah, it corrupted them. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Um, so as far as the sequel, I mean, I guess just continue it on, right? Like um, maybe, you know, take it on to a new kid or... I mean, because there's no real reason for him to come back after Andy, right? Like, I mean, is there... Well, it's his best buddy. Yeah, I guess so. But, like, would he come after him in an evil way like the original Chucky did, you know? Or would he? Or would it be like... He's he'll stop at nothing to find Andy again and be friends with him, so he's like killing people <laughs> to get to Andy. I think you have to do that because I mean, there's yeah. really no other motivation because he doesn't need to transfer his soul like in the original, like to the first person he he talked to, right? Um, or he finds a new kid and wants to be his best buddy, his you know type yeah. thing. I guess you could do. Um, yeah, I mean, I just want more killing, uh, higher body count in the next one. Um, and more inventive kills with like the other stuff he can do, like tapping in with the the bear Chucky or tapping mm-hmm. into more you know smart, um, you know the RoboCop car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. So I, I, it's really cool. I mean, yeah, do something different that the original series did you know didn't do. And I mean that's why this movie I thought was really good as well because they. They paid uh, homage to the original in ways, but they did it on their own terms and in their own way. And that's how you make a good remake. You know, you don't try to do carbon copy of the original, um, but you respect the original. And I felt like they, in a way, respected the original um, with this one. Um, soundtrack included, because the, um, the soundtrack in this had that like fun little toy music thing that the original franchise had and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Hey, did anyone get? Oh, sorry, before we go, Steve. Did anyone else get um, Halloween Part Three vibes from the fucking the store owner guy? That was on the TV. Yeah, and the company. Yeah, yeah. the whole yeah. company yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, 
Yeah, could have been a could have been a little hidden Easter egg in there. Because yeah. uh, obviously the director or somebody, I mean, that that Texas Chainsaw Massacre two tie in too was like really random, and it was cool to see that in there. Yeah, you can tell he's a horror fan. I haven't seen his other movie Polaroid, but I'm gonna check it out. It was fucking bad. Uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> what, it uh, was you, really bad. What do you want, Steve, from a sequel? Yeah, or so or do you want more of the other stuff? No, so what I what I would like to see in a sequel is I don't think they need like Joe said I don't think they need to follow Andy's story anymore. I think they did it, and they could kind of let it go at least for now. What I would like to see is maybe it's like one or two years down the road, uh, the company kind of went bankrupt, uh, Chucky dolls were destroyed, and there are only a few left kind of on eBay, and you, you bring in Charles Lee Ray as a real serial killer, and he kills people, and then he's kind of he's about to get caught because circumstances so he gets one of these dolls programs it to be like him to continue his killings and then you just bring in that character that way and kind of continue the story with that just a completely different story mm. that's why i would do anyway sure i i think that just isn't going to happen because i don't i think they don't want to attach themselves to that original franchise at all um, especially with it still going on. Also, I don't know as far as rights goes, like what they can and cannot do, because they only own the rights to part one. So that right. was like this whole weird thing. Um, so I'm not sure as far like what they can and cannot get away with. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. I really don't know, because yeah, I heard the same thing, where they have rights to some characters and not others, and it's just kind of a weird middle ground. So I don't even know if we will see a second one because of that. It's, uh, okay. it's very interesting. Plus, it's not doing great. I mean, it opened to fourteen million, which is. I mean, that's not low. bad for a horror movie. I mean, what was the budget on it? I wonder. I'm not sure, but for like established franchise, like you think it at least done. Um, what was the last one that just came out? That was a. Uh... Cult. No, I mean, what the uh, Indiator was a franchise. Oh, uh, I Pet mean, Cemetery. Hollow, Hollow. Yeah, what did that open with? Probably like twenty something. No, I think it ended up making above hundred. But like over, a, yeah. I don't think well, you gotta you gotta remember it. It also opened with Toy Story four. <laughs> I mean, which that's a tough movie to go up against. But why know? why do you put out a movie like this in the middle of the summer blockbuster season? That's this stupid. should this should be a September October yeah. or even March April film because you're gonna get lost in the shuffle. And I think this movie in a period that's not as crazy busy could do well. I think they just shot themselves in the foot. Even, they put it between, right before Conjuring, uh, not Conjuring 3, but uh, Annabelle 3, right. which is going to completely overshadow this. I think it's really stupid marketing and promotion for this. It's it's strange. Yeah, th- that is a really good point. Um, maybe it will get some legs on home video when it uh, when it comes out, but th- that is a good point. It, it wasn't a great time to release this one, and I think... Um, I guess maybe the, just the hate, like the haters that really were against this one just aren't really, really aren't going out to see it and are trying to support that. Or, you know, because I saw a lot of comments online just saying, I'm not going out to support this. I'm only going to support Dawn and that original franchise. So, um, I mean, and I think that's kind of like why I like this movie even more because I was like, you know, fuck all these haters, man. Like, this was a fun movie. And you know they're they're the ones that are missing out, um, and it, it's too bad because like I don't understand why like horror fans gonna get like that sometimes. Just you know watch it and you know make your own judgment. You know go out and watch it first before you hate on it. 
Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's cool to be on the bandwagon. Um, but uh, budget was ten mil, and it's made uh, nineteen. So hey, it's making profit. So yeah, it's pro. I mean, considering what they spent on marketing and whatnot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll probably make a little bit off it, but maybe not enough for them to want to make a sequel. Unfortunately, depending. I mean, we'll see. I I, I really feel like this one. I mean, so it's out now. That is slating it for a DVD Blu-ray release sometime in October, which will be a good time for it to come out, you know, on home video. So maybe it will gain some legs then. Yeah. I guarantee that $17 million is more than what fucking Colt made on Blu-ray sales, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, what are your guys' final ratings for this? So I was tagering some... Oh, sorry, Steve, go ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to say, I, I give it an 8. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I would, and I was kind of teetering between 7 and 8, but I think I'll give it an 8, because overall experience, I had fun. I had a lot of fun. I didn't look at my you know, on my watch once. Uh, it was just a fun movie that I, I'd highly recommend. Uh, yeah, so I was... I mean, I totally agree with Steve. Uh, it was just a really fun watch like a fun seeing chucky back on the big screen in some way was awesome i mean i've always been a huge fan of the fran of the whole franchise and i this to me was a welcome um addition to it um you know obviously you don't have the charles lee ray serial killer stuff i do prefer that original franchise you know the serial killer and the doll voodoo stuff but this as as, you know, its own thing. I loved. I, I really, really liked it. And I was teetering somewhere between a seven and a half and an eight with it. But as a fuck you to the haters out there, I'm giving it an eight. Yeah, I think the the problem with the current series is that while I do like Charles E. Ray too, is like how many times are we going to do the same thing? You know, it's just trying to get Andy's soul in a different setting, you know? Um, so this is a breath of fresh air, and I'm sitting on an eight and a quarter, eight point two five. Uh, had a lot of fun with it, like you guys said, and man, the leg snap kill was awesome. Loved it. Um, so yeah, great movie, and like yeah, you guys are a bunch of turds, man. If go support damn horror, especially in theater, and go see the damn movie. It's really good. Check it out. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I guess that's all we got. Yeah, thanks to Steve for coming on. Um, Steve, I don't know if you want to, you know, plug the YouTube or anything else before we let you go. Yeah, just basically uh, on YouTube, I'm flipping the nerd. Uh, you can check out my top tens. I do a, a horror top ten. I'd say every month, month and a half. Uh, my last one was the top. T- if so, if I could own any props from any movie, one per franchise, what would my top ten choices be? And my next one, it's in a week or two. It's my top ten favorite horror video games. So, oh, nice. And there's a bunch forward. planned for the next year. So looking yeah. forward to those. And what is your uh, uh, what is your VR Street Fighter gamer tag? <laughs> 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 uh, hey, actually, before we let Steve go, uh, I forgot. Let's want to answer these Instagram questions real quick oh, about yeah. Childs. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. We'll do. We'll we'll run through them really quick here. Um, okay. So. Uh, Rise Hardcore wanted to know, uh, did any of you feel bad for Chucky Aparts? Um, I absolutely did. I think we all did, right? Yep, 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 for sure. 
He's just being a good friend. Yeah. Yeah, he said when uh, Aubrey Plaza puts him in the closet and Chucky says, I don't want to be in there, Andy. Uh, He said so sadly, he said, I felt really bad for him. Uh, He said, I love the kills and it was paced well. I give it a 7.5 out of 10. So right up there with us. This one, next one comes to us from Four Foot Rod. Uh, He says, what's up, guys? I really enjoyed the new Child's Play movie. It had the right amount of gore and humor. There are a few things I disliked, mostly the watermelon present. I thought it was ridiculous, which I think we all agreed that that was like uh, definitely one of the problems we had with it as well. Uh, he said, and where were they? Uh, where were they that someone was growing watermelons in their backyard where it seemed like it was either fall or winter? Good point there. <laughs> Maybe, uh, can you get watermelons in the winter anywhere in the supermarket? <laughs> well, I mean, he got them from the stepdad's... Um garden which i'm not sure i'm with rod there i don't think they would be growing at that time but oh plot hole yeah <laughs> uh but he said overall i give this film eight out of ten for not being disappointing thanks keep doing what you're doing um your geeky neighbor said i oddly enjoyed the movie uh not not great but fun i basically just told myself it was just a killer doll horror film and unrelated chucky uh also, the dumb buddy song is forever haunting me. Um, I fucking love that song. It's been stuck in my head. I think you'll be hearing at the end of this episode because it's just a fire. It's a fire jam in my in my uh, opinion. Um, uh, Matrix. Yeah, actually, I, I had a quick question for you guys. Yeah. I know you guys are a little bit younger than I am. Did you guys have a buddy doll when you were kids? Um, I didn't, but my sisters no. did. Okay, we had cabbage patch dolls. <laughs> Yeah, so Buddy Dolls is an actual thing, and I had one as a kid, and that was a little freaky that they, you kind of used that in this movie. So, yeah. did, it, did it look and, like that doll? Uh, like a cheap, much cheaper version oh, wow. of that. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you should if you look at it online, you'll see it. It's like this doll where you can button his shirt and you can do his like. Um, it, it's like to learn different skills when you're a really young kid, and yeah, tie his shoelaces, stuff like that. And it's a little creepy that they use that name and that uh, for the movie. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Matrix is a good movie. Says Mark versus Brad. Who you got? What? What's the question? Mark. Mark Hamill versus Brad Dourif as Chucky. Who you got? Oh, I. I like Mark, but Brad. Brad's Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you. Really, it's on. It's unfair to compare a guy who's done the whole franchise versus the guy who's done one movie and just completely different one's an AI robot so he can't do as much with the character than a guy who's has complete and full soul so gotta go Brad plus Brad's one liners are like mean spirited because he's an asshole but buddies are just (laughs) you know computer being naive Mm -hmm. Um, Aaron uh, Sturdivant wanted to know uh, classic Chucky versus new Chucky who wins what did you think about Brad or him, Steve? Before we get to this one, yeah, Brad, Brad for sure. It's just yeah. there, there's nothing Mark Hamill could have done probably to take over Brad. It's just it's that's what's ingrained in our minds. That's what we grew up with. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. What about and to the other question? Original? Classic, I think for sure. Yeah, classic scarred for sure. Hmm. Yeah, classic Chucky wins. I don't know, man. That AI. I mean. He might be able to fucking take down. Oh, we're talking about who's fighting. I thought who, which one we liked better. 
Oh, that was the that was the last question. But then we just got another one from Aaron who said, "Classic Chucky versus New Chucky. Who wins?" Oh, okay. Um, ooh, well, we didn't really. I don't know. It would be a good battle, I think, honestly, because like he can like control all the shit and stuff like that. So I mean, but I don't know. Like this new Chucky after Cult, he can like put himself into like fucking twenty dolls. Well, so, so. Can, so can him though. <laughs> Yeah, he could. So we could just have a fucking royale. Huge, yeah, we could have like World War World War Chucky. <laughs> so it would it would be a good battle. Fuck it, fuck it. Let's uh, get both of these movie studios together and uh, do a Chucky vs. Chucky movie. <laughs> that would be insane, I, and I would love it. <laughs> um, he also had a question, non-Chucky related. Uh, what horror movie would you like to see be made into a video game? Good one for Steve here. Uh, I'd say they, I know there was one on NES, but I'd like to see a new age Nightmare on Elm Street movie because with playing with the dream sequences and stuff, I think it could make for a really cool modern. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think we got a question like this similar, and I said the same thing. A Nightmare on Elm Street video game would be amazing. Like going to Freddy's dream world with the graphics today would just be amazing. I think I said Army of Darkness. Um, they did a couple good ones on PS2, but that'd be cool to have a upgraded one. Yeah. Hell yes. Um, all right. I think that might be... Oh, okay. The uh, next one comes to us from Brian. Uh, where do you... He asked where you want to see, see the sequel go, which we already answered. Um, he said he'd like to personally see the bear doll, uh, but done like a creature feature rather than a carbon copy. So just like a movie a completely with the bear doll? <laughs> I don't huh. think it would work, but um, maybe it's like a standalone movie. It would be fun, like a killer bear doll, but... Not for a sequel for this Child's Play franchise. Huh. Well, if they don't have the rights, they might have to, right? <laughs> That's why they <laughs> yeah. brought them in. Just like... Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, Alright, I think that is it, guys, for uh, the Child's Play questions. So thank you to everyone who sent in the Child's Play questions as well. Alright. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Bye. guys. Thanks Bye. for listening. Until the end